You're listening to the Westminster Canterbury Tales podcast, creating community to foster joy and well-being. Thanks for listening. Welcome. My name is Elizabeth Hines, and I'm here today to introduce Mott Boss and juggling multiple priorities. This leadership podcast will be done to give us more insight regarding how to juggle multiple priorities. I will be your host, and I'd like you to now meet Mark Boyce. Mark, can you emphasize and tell us what led you to become who you are in your background up into being here at Westminster Canterbury? Well, I would, I would like to thank you all for having me uh, for this uh, session. Um, my background, uh, I've been in senior living uh, since 2000. I've always had a great amount of respect for uh, seniors and folks of authority. When I got into the senior living field, it was just, I felt like I was home. I felt like all the folks, the residents, the staff that I was working with or, or working for were almost my my family. So that was really the the main uh, driver to get me into the senior living field back in 2000. Great. And now can you tell us what department and your title and what do you bring to the company? I'm currently the vice president of real estate development and general services. So general services is a very broad group. Um, I have renovations, maintenance, housekeeping, laundry, security, all the grounds for the property as a responsibility and concierge. Great. Fantastic. Fantastic. It seems like you do a lot. And in the series of juggling multiple priorities, how do you manage to stay on top of these? Well, one of the biggest differences, one of the, one of the biggest changes or requirements that I have is uh, making sure that everything is listed with a lot of detail. So understanding what each department is required to do and what their responsibilities are, making sure that you have the right individuals in those positions, making sure that they understand all of their requirements so that uh, there's nothing left uncovered or undone is one of the main priorities when you want to try to make sure that all the departments are are running functionally well. That's a good explanation, and and thank you for just bringing that to the place that it needs to come in, seeing the volume of everything that you do and how you look at different details of priorities, and then you organize it and bring it into a structure format. i like to also ask you a question regarding a different maker. Uh, John Maxwell has a book out, and it's called The Different Maker. And the subtitle is Making Your Attitude Your Greatest Assets. And in this particular book, he describes a different maker as one who has impact or effort, one who brings about change. And so as you explained earlier, about the things that you do, how would you describe yourself as a different maker? I think prioritizing uh, what the responsibilities or tasks are, making sure there's clear goals, extremely important. Creating a schedule, making sure that deadlines are met. I think breaking things down to make sure that, that even the minor tasks 
are covered uh, is extremely important. And then making sure, you know, everything stays on time, making sure that everyone has their clear understanding of the responsibilities and making sure that you bring in the proper stakeholders to make sure that there is no stone left unturned. And communication is absolutely the uh, focal point for all of this, is making sure everybody understands and you communicate all the information as clearly as possible. And as a different maker, how can you describe it regarding the residents and the team members uh, in how you balance them in your job performance? Uh, the residents and staff have to all be a number one priority, needing to make sure that the staff understands the importance of the resident's safety, the resident's satisfaction is clearly one of the, the top pressers for our staff and, and also the, the residents, making sure that they understand why you're doing things, what the priorities are, where it will help them in the future to make their lives better each and every day. So it's it's communicating that information as well, making sure that the staff understands the end goal in mind. And to further interject that question, if a resident or staff needs to make contact with you regarding any kind of concerns, how would they go about that? <laughs> I would say staff, my extension is open. My office is always open. If it's something Minor, I can get resolved pretty quickly. I'll make a call and make sure that everything's taken care of. Bigger things I would take uh, to the different group, uh, maybe to the supervisor or the manager, or make sure that everybody's on the same page. But I am accessible 24-7. And for those leaders that are coming up into the organizations, what can you give to them regarding how to juggle multiple priorities? I would say making sure that you understand the clear goals for each project, whether you're talking about something here on the main campus, whether you're talking about something on a development project we're working on, if you're talking about Opus Select, understanding specifically what each project involvement is and then, and being able to separate those so that you don't get one pushed into another and understanding it clearly what the tasks are. So if it's here in the Bay Tower, and if it's a storm coming, we may have a storm similar down the street, but it's different requirements for each property. And you have to understand what each and every one, what those uh, breakpoints are and what you need to do to make sure it's extremely clear uh, for each project. Thank you. That was said very well. My next question is, what have you learned in the past that has made you the leader you are today? Patience <laughs> is something that I have learned over, over time. One of the challenges that I've had in my earlier years was trying to do too much and not delegating responsibility. I, I grew up at times feeling that if you do it yourself, you know it's done right. I've grown through uh, experience and teaching of others to understand what right is and what the, the proper way, how to document it, how to communicate it. And with that, I've been able to let loose of some of the projects, smaller points that, that really should be handled or can be handled in different groups. Thank you for sharing that. And it does make sense. You have to balance what you need to do and what you need to pass on. My next question is, where do you see yourself in the next three to five years? 
Well, we're well on our way to construction for the IL Bay Tower. Uh, we hope to break ground here in January of 2024. That will be a three-year, 36-month project. Uh, and then right on the heels of that, once that is stabilized and the financing is available, we will finish the AL Memory Care building. So that takes me five to seven years. Wow. So I will be here building and making happier lives for, for seniors. Great. Fantastic. I have this other book out here by Dave Bookbinder, and it's called The New ROI, The Return on Individual. What he does, he places value on people in companies and organization versus the person themselves and what they bring to the table. In his book, he acknowledged when you have value put upon those individuals in your company, how can you, as a leader that you are, distinguish value in the company? Value in the company, in, in my mind, is deep uh, respect, understanding what is right, what is wrong, uh, going that extra mile to satisfy the folks that we are are serving and as well as the teammates uh, and the staff that we're working with. Respect is is number one, something I learned as a, as a small child, and, and it's something that will continue to, to be extremely valuable in my life. And I'd like to say that passing that on to future staff is extremely, extremely important to me. And yes, it does line up with the company values as well, professionalism, respect, and passion. What do you do in regarding to relaxation? Wow, that's a <laughs> that that's that's a very good question, and it depends on who you talk to. My wife might say something completely different, but uh, spending time with my family is the biggest enjoyment I have for relaxing. Sometimes it's not always relaxing. Uh, I have a couple of children in college, out of state, and getting to see them, getting to talk to them is not as simple as it used to be, but that is my, my most relaxing point is when I'm spending time uh, with my, my children and my wife. Uh, I can tell you, it used to be playing golf. To me, that's more of an individual type event. Um, and as I grow and, and understand more about the future, spending time with my, my family is, is the most important thing and does actually help me relax. Yes, family is very important, and that becomes like a balance, too, as well, because you have to learn how to not cheat yourself out of life and let your balance bring forth family time, because in these opportunities that we have in the company growing and more time is needed in the company, it kind of takes away from the family. And so we have to learn how to pull that time back in so that we can relax and not be cheated out of our family. Thank you for sharing that. My last question I'd like to ask you, and all that was said in juggling multiple priorities, what was the biggest challenge that you had to juggle? My whole career or just here at Westminster? Let's keep it here. Okay. My biggest challenge at first was I lived in Delaware, worked here, uh, since 2015, so about seven years before my family started to, to make their way here. So working remotely was 
one of the biggest challenges. It allowed me to focus when I was here on everything that we were doing, but it gave me the opportunity to unwind when I was away. I think now that my wife is here, my family is now on to college, it will give me a better opportunity now to focus on anything and everything 24-7. So I get the the full uh, impact of juggling the different projects, different properties, different items and ideas that come up. Great. And I'm glad that worked out for you so you can uh, put the family again back in their place. The next question I like to ask, and to the leaders that are listening, how do you handle the stress that comes in juggling multiple priorities? It would be just prioritizing, uh, identifying, making sure you know what is the highest priority, what takes the most of your time, kind of putting that all into a schedule so that you can get a better feeling for where your time is going to be spent. So as something, you know, if the hurricane's coming around the corner, I know that takes a different priority. It's something that's thrown in because it's not something we have typically, but by putting that onto a schedule or onto a priority list, it helps me understand where uh, and when things need to be focused. Thank you for sharing that. I like to take it a little deeper in the next question. When new leaders are coming into the organization and they're trying to manage multiple priorities, and sometimes it can be overwhelming, what advice can you give them to do is to follow through with overwhelming multiple priorities? I think documenting and understanding what each project has will allow what could be overwhelming seven items that you may have to uh, uh, identify or work through. Putting the priorities, making sure you know all of the requirements, deadlines, all of that. If you could put that down on a list and then you just work through what will take more time. Uh, I would say before I came to Westminster Canterbury, I was working for a community. We had 29 communities. So I had communities through states through, from Pennsylvania down through Alabama. So there was always something going on. Had good quality teams at each community. And as long as they all understood the importance of their projects or, or whatever, you know, part of, their, part of their community, if they understood that, um, it was all well handled. So it was a matter of just identifying, understanding the scope uh, of the projects deadlines, there's financing deadlines, there's construction deadlines, you have to move a resident in at a certain time, there's a ton of deadlines. You just have to make sure that you put them down so that you can actually work through it. If you don't understand uh, that timeline, you'll be engulfed very quickly and it will be overwhelming. So I think the big key is to, to, to jot down all the information you need, put all the details to it, Communicate that with your, your staff. Make sure that everybody has the same understanding. Uh, set those deadlines and, and you move from there. And, it, and it, it will run well. And if you do have a, an issue where you feel overwhelmed, I'd be more than happy to sit and kind of help them or help you uh, work through that, that, that goal-setting timeline required process. Wow. 
excellent. I'm, I'm encouraged. Uh, that was uh, a great response and detail to how to handle multiple priorities. And you, you made it very clear and precise. So I just wanted just that the leaders and those who are out there that may be overwhelmed to follow your advice because you have proven it, that it works, and you're walking in it now. So I just want to thank you for sharing this this time in this leadership podcast and everything that you release and everything that you've said regarding multiple priorities. Do you have any closing remarks? Looking forward to any new changes, looking forward to the future expansion, looking forward to welcoming new staff members, team members on this journey to expanding Westminster Canterbury on Chesapeake Bay to keep it as the premier retirement community that it is. So I'm excited about the future. And after the projects are built, excited about the life that everyone will have here moving forward. But thank you. Thank you. You've just been listening to Mark Boyce regarding handling multiple priorities. And this is the end of your leadership podcast. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Westminster Canterbury Tales podcast. Thank you for listening. 